welcome back to Indie Ball Nation. It was a great weekend, a busy one, not just the fourth, but some good baseball all around. I was actually hoping to do a weekend update, but things got a little bit busy. That's why I'm actually posting a little bit later than I normally would today. I think we just about going with the day game over in the American Association by the time it's supposed to, but hey, that's how things go sometimes. Um, let's hop right in then, because we're running a little bit late. Let's start in the Frontier League, because we had that great battle of Jersey going on. We got the New Jersey Jackals at the Sussex County Miners. New Jersey and Sussex County, they continued this series for the top of the East Division. The series started with them tied, but the Jackals claimed Game 1 in Patterson before this unique series turned from Patterson to Augusta uh, last night. However, it was just more of the same for the Miners on their home turf. Seven first-inning runs springboard the Jackals to a 9-3 win. Keon Barnum leads the way with a grand salami. I think that game opened like something like error, walk, fielder's choice, reaching on a fielder's choice, and then a Keon Barnum grand slam. Oof. Welcome to the party. Sorry about your fourth. Here, Hey, hey, showing up to a 4th of July party. Bring the salami. I respect that. Uh, Keon Barnum, though, gets it done. Four of his six RBI on the night. Marte and Estrada also homered in that first inning. Really just put that thing. Uh, it put it in some questionable territory early. It's a, it's a tough one. You're walking in the doors and 7 nothing already if you get there late. Another scoreless inning of relief dropped Lance Lusk's ERA down to a .83. I had a whole thing on my Twitter account about how good he has been lately. You should definitely check that out. Follow on Twitter. It's a good follow. Subscribe here if you haven't subscribed. Or don't. Maybe I haven't deserved it. I don't know. Some days are like that. I think I'm doing okay, though. Jersey, unfortunately, added Vin Mazzaro to the seven-day IL. That'll hurt a rotation that has been striving to find itself during this recent run. Yeah, it's a tough one to take there, but they are now at least two games up on Sussex County in the East elsewhere in that East Division. Ottawa spoils the 4th of July with nine late runs to beat the Boulders 10-3. Boulders, Boulders, eyes, eyes. Can't lose in the 4th to the Canadian team, right? Got to get it done. Come on now. Ottawa, their 1-5 through five had 12 hits and 8 RBI. Well, that'll help. That'll make it a little bit difficult to beat them any day, not just the 4th. Urbias, Dakocha, Loopstock, and Wright all had multi-hit games. Uh, both Alex Thomas and Huertas pitched well in their starts in this one. It just got a little out of hand late for the Boulders as, again, Ottawa rolls 10-3. Three seventh-inning runs boost Trois-Rivier past Quebec in a Canadian affair. They look down in here. This is all those fireworks and dudes losing fingers. They're like, we're going to stay up here in Canada. Eh? Uh, Quebec's Abdiel Saldana, he tossed six innings, allowed no earned in a no decision. Tough scene there. Now with a .84 ERA. Uh, Trois-Rivier held Quebec's bottom five in the order to an O for 18 with 8Ks. That'll help get it done in that Trois-Rivier win. Quebec has reactivated Ruben Castro, who had a strong start to the season, so that should bolster that lineup a little bit, uh, which might be necessary, judging by last night. The Empire State Grays. We were just talking on Any Ball Report, which if you're not following Any Ball Report, you totally should. I'm on there like weekly basically at this point now. So definitely keep an eye on that. We also have some fun content coming that we're about to record, so I'm excited about that. Different topic, but we were just talking about how the Empire State Grays just seem to have Tri-City's number, man. Don't know why, but they get them 7-2 for a win in Tri-City. That is brutal. That's right. The Grays continue being a thorn in the Valley Cats side. Jalen Smith, Quentin Holmes, and Manny Garcia enjoyed multi-hit games. Michael Barker tossed five innings, allowing just one run. That'll get it done. Empire State, man, you need good outing and some runs. They get it done. Heading to the West Division, Schaumburg slams Joliet 13-3 in that one. Aaron Glickston, he looked good for the uh, on the bump and got plenty of support from the offense. Kyle Fitzgerald, he hits a grand slam. It's a salami party on the fourth, baby. Uh, five RB a night for him. Matthew Warkenton, he had a good day and a homer for Joliet despite the loss. 
Elsewhere in the West, you had Florence's struggles continuing as they fall 5-2 to to Gateway. Lucas Vainberg's, he looked pretty good over five innings. The bullpen chipped in 7Ks. That'll help. Offensively, Gabe Holton, Abdiel Diaz led the way to complete the win for Gateway. Florence drops their seventh in a row. Lake Erie shuts down Evansville for a 4-2 win. J.D. Hammer dropping that hammer, kid. Love it with the glasses on, slinging it around, looking great. He goes five and a third, one run, seven Ks. ERA down to a 2.65. He seems to be a rotation guy now. Love it for J.D. Hammer. I'm a big J.D. Hammer guy. I'm a believer. Inject that dude straight into my veins. Happy about it. Trevor Kunkel, Darian Raggins, and Braden Bonner, they looked nice. Nice little back end of the pen there going for Lake Erie. What is this? Does Lake Erie have something here coming up? This is the time they are not out of this. They can get this thing rolling a little bit. I'm very interested to see what that can do, especially if J.D. Hammer's slinging that thing like he is in their rotation. Last but not least in the frontier, Washington scrapes by for a 9-8 win over Windy City. And I mean scrapes because Washington scored one in the first and five in the second, giving them lots of breathing room over the Wild Things or for the Wild Things until Windy City scored five in the seventh and three in the eighth. What are we doing? Lucky for Washington and Abraham Seguera, sack fly in the seventh, scored the deciding run of this one. So they did hang on for their 9-8 win. Heading to the Atlantic League, we had some bangers. We had High Point and Southern Maryland, both teams coming into the series struggling, needing wins to keep pace in their division. Southern Maryland put former rocker Neil Scali, who has been really struggling, on the bump, and he had a much-needed killer start. Seven and two-thirds, one run, five hits, one walk, five Ks. Shout-out to Scali getting it done. Four-to-one Blue Crabs win. They stay alive just barely, I believe, in that race. Speaking of much-needed outings, by the way, Andres Persino, he stops his skid with a four-out save with three Ks. That's big if they can get him going. Uh, offensively, Alex Crosby homered and Casey Hobson got it done as well with a nice day at the dish. you like to see that if you are Southern Maryland. Kind of an all-around win. Uh, high point in other news, they did get Jamie Keefe and Ben Aklinski ejected. They were arguing a uh, plate first base. So that was, you know, a lot of things going wrong in this one for them. I'm just doing a quick double check. I think Southern Maryland is actually technically eliminated. That's a bummer. Tough one. Tough one, Southern Maryland. Man, that just happened. Sorry, that snuck up on me, man. That happened quick. Boy, baseball's brutal, man. <laughs> Southern Maryland's been cooking most of this year. Going one, like, week, a little more than a week bad stretch, and that is that. Bye-bye. Good luck in the second half. That's really rough, actually. All right. Oh, man. Processing that one. There's a life lesson there. Gastonia at Spire City. Could Gastonia put high point three games back with three games to play? They visited a struggling Spire City team who they have beaten up on this year. They jumped them early for a 3 nothing lead in the first. However, John Witkowski and the Spire City pen, which sounds like a band name. John, Witka- John Witkowski and the Spire City pen, sign them. Get them a deal. Uh, they settled this game in and held Gastonia scoreless over the next eight frames. Offensively, the, the Ghost Hunters answer the bell. Leobaldo Cabrera and Osvaldo Abreu homer. Sterling Castro chips in a single. Gastonia drops this one 4-3, to three, remaining two games ahead of high point. Not panic mode, but it is a missed opportunity. Additional note, Gastonia did sign the speedster himself, Johnny Turbo. So you'd like to see that. Anytime Johnny Turbo pops to the Atlantic League, it gets a little bit, gets the juices pumping. I love to see it. Long Island at, at Lancaster. The Ducks just pounded Lancaster for a 14-3 win. That's tough. Um, they tracked down York. Uh, They're trying to track down York in the division. Uh, they handled their side of things for sure. Dickerson homer twice in a 5-RBA game. Rob Stock looked good. He's 4-0 with a 7-inning 2-run outing of his own here. Melvin Mercedes homers in a 3-hit game for Lancaster in the losing effort. Long Island did their part to stay close in the north. They'll be putting Mackenzie Mills on the bump Wednesday against Spencer Johnston to try to keep it going. 
However, it would not really do much for them last night because York just overwhelmed Charleston 14-4. I was at this game. I was really impressed by York. That lineup was really solid. Uh, the pitching, there's some holes, but there is something there. Like they, I, You can see it. You get it. You get how they're at the top of the division. Um, Charleston, by the way, it just, it's a worse team than I thought, honestly, in person. Just... Um, I don't even know how to deliver that info. It's just like sometimes you look at two teams, you're like, ooh, like this is there's a different level here in Charleston. Um, I, you know, you think they're just losing games because it's Charleston. Maybe I'm not watching every single one of their games. I'm just checking it. Maybe one a week, I'll be able to watch a full game or so. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe it was just an off night. But uh, yeah, just uh, Charleston did not look great. Um, Charleston, they get in just in the innings they scored in the three innings they scored in. They were outscored 10 to 4. Like they could not shut down York after scoring runs themselves. It was brutal. York's bullpen delivered four innings of one hit scoreless ball, striking out six. York remains a half game above Long Island with a doubleheader on the schedule today. That's going to be interesting. They could end up uh, two games up with, I think, two to play, or they could end up a game down with two to play and just about anything in between. So, yeah, that's very interesting. I love a late in the playoff run. Uh, doubleheader just add a little chaos. Finally, Lexington stays hot. They beat Staten Island six to one. Not much to say here. Lexington they've won eight to ten, all against sub five hundred teams. But you can only play your schedule like that for them. We'll see if it sets the tone for a little run in the second half. They could definitely use it. They're gonna have to gain some ground uh, in the wild card unless they plan to win that division. All right, let's head to the American Association where Milwaukee went to Fargo. Uh, Milwaukee enters leading the East by two and a half games. Fargo entered trailing in the West by two and a half games. Fargo answered two early milkmen runs in the first with six runs between the fourth and fifth innings. Milwaukee stormed back with four in the sixth inning to tie it, but Fargo scored uh, in the eighth inning for an 8-6 to six win. Krell Prime, he hit his eighth homer of the season in a three-RBI night. Fargo, they got their five RBI from the... They got their other five RBI that didn't come from Krell Prime. I got through that sentence. Uh, all from the six through eight spots in our lineup. That'll work for you. Hey, you like to see them contributing. And, you know, maybe top of the lineup really didn't bring what they thought they would, but they set it up, and the 6-3-8 guys got it done. Connor Richardson, Alex Dubord, and Reza Aliezes, who almost got through it. Reza, that's on me. Combined for three and a third scoreless in relief for that win. Kane County at Chicago. After a pitcher's duel on Monday, the Cougars and Dogs battled in a wild one. Cougars win it 11-10. They led 9-3 in the six, but it got a little crazy from there. For Kane County, Upshaw homered twice, while Osborne and Davis both homered once. Uh, both teams, they're continuing to struggle for some solid momentum here. Like, you can even tell with the pitcher's duel one day and then 11-10 the next day. It just, it's a bit of a struggle for them. Both of them uh, struggling to find extended winning streaks or just streaks where they're not, you know, dropping three, winning three, type, that type of thing. Just a lot back and forth. I think Chicago hasn't won back-to-back in a couple weeks. Like, little things like that. It's just tough to make a playoff run doing that kind of thing. But they're still early over there, so... They got time to get it straight, but they do show flashes of it. Um, after trading the first two games of this series, these two teams are now tied in the last two East Division playoff spots, sitting four games back apiece. Uh, Lincoln at Cleburne, Abdallah Aris and Kevin Hilton dueled in the summer heat in Cleburne. Aris, he delivered seven innings for Lincoln, one run, three hits, three walks, five Ks. For Cleburne, Hilton, he allowed just one run on six hits, no walks, three Ks. Love the battle going on in the heat. But the bullpen stumble as Lincoln scores two in the top of the eighth. Cleburne answers with three in the bottom of the eighth. Lincoln ties it in the ninth with one. But Hill Alexanders, he walks it off with a single for Cleburne in a 5-4 to four win. Got interesting late. But, uh, yeah, man, you hate to see no decisions on that one. I guess no one took a loss, so we'll take it that way. 
Uh, Kansas City, they held off Sioux Falls for a 5-2 win. Zach Matson was slinging it six innings, one run, one hit ball for the Monarchs. A Justin Wiley third inning grand slam. Lots of salami at the 4th of July barbecues. Getting weird? I like it, though. Let's get after it, boys. Salami for the screw, for the whole crew. Uh, did the That grand slam did the bulk of the damage offensively in the 5-2 win. Obviously, five runs, four in a grand slam. You can do the math. For Sioux Falls, Matt Gill looked good in relief. Tossed three scoreless in the loss, but you still like to see that for him. He's a new guy, I think six innings this year, but he's looking good. Winnipeg Gold Eyes at Sioux City. Rained out on the 4th of July. I blame Winnipeg. Thanks, Canada. Lake Country sweeps a doubleheader in Gary. 6-0, Mike Shawaran, he dropped his ERA to a cool 3.4 with a seven-inning complete game. Shut peace. Get after him, Mikey. In game two, a Doc Hounds five-run fourth inning was just too much for the Railcats to overcome. Gary continues to struggle, man. Now just 11-24 and 24 since their strong 9-6 and six start. Woof. All right, let's go to the Pioneer League, and we'll wrap up the big games here. Ogden at Glacier. Now, Ogden and Glacier have both been hot. Uh, I think they both lost their most recent game, but they have been hot. Ogden leading the South, and Glacier second place in the North. Nick Zegna and Pablo Arrivalo, they started a pitcher's duel that the bullpens would continue. Kingston Liniak, he had an RBI single to open the scoring in the second for Glacier. Juan Teixeira answered quickly in the third for Ogden with an RBI single of his own. And then finally, Glacier would get the last word with a Jackson Raper home run in the fifth inning. From there, it was all the boys on the bump, pumping it in there. Two to one win for Glacier. But uh, you like that in the Pioneer League, man. You like a little pitchers doing the Pioneer. That gets me going. It gets it going, man. That'll give me a turn on the game. I'm about it. Missoula, they failed to extend their division lead, falling to 5-2. to two. Couldn't take it, uh, make the most of that Glacier loss. They fall 5-2 to two to Billings. Cam Tullar and Trevor Jackson highlighted the work on the mound for Billings, and that was very good work shutting down that Missoula offense. Offensively for Billings, Connor Denning homers, while Wirtz, Fenley, and Lomack all delivered multi-hit games in the win. Get after it. Mustangs, everyone running together. Uh, elsewhere, a five-run sixth inning led Great Falls to a 10-5 win over Idaho Falls. Seven Voyagers enjoyed multi-hit games and six recorded, recorded RBI. That's a team effort, boys. I like that. Both these teams are scrapping at the bottom of the north, and honestly, I flipped on this game. I think it would be kind of a wild time. Uh, it was kind of a tough watch. Let me be honest with you. It wasn't a great game. Uh, the bullpens did tidy some things up at the end. You love that on our fireworks night. Good work. But, uh, yeah, you know, look like two uh, bottom of the division teams. But, hey, season's long. I mean, Rocky Mountain was just getting it together. So, we'll see. Grand Junction, they run up a 12-6 win over the boys from Boise. Boise misses the opportunity to gain on Ogden after their loss. Uh, Grand Junction's offense is really something, man. Matt Golda, Joe Johnson, Jacob Cruz, Ethan Smith, and Tyler Sandoval all go yard for the Jackalopes. Um, last but not least, Northern Colorado beats a hot Rocky Mountain team 8 to seven, Noco scored all eight runs between the fourth and the fifth. All nine outs recorded hits. More teamwork. Love that. Henry George, he homered for Noco. Brandon Crosby and Jacob Barfield did so for the vibes in the loss. Uh, let's get to the other leagues. Let's go Empire. Why not? Um, Saranac Lake and Malone. Uh, not sure. Nothing posted from that game. Go work. Feels like a Pecos vibe. Get it together. Tupper Lake, they beat Japan Islanders 11 to three. No further information. Nothing posted. Empire League, what are you doing? Gonna get cut, man. Gonna get cut from the coverage. What are we doing? Pecos League. With some information to look at, so I'm not gonna talk any Pecos League talk today. Or at least bad talk. Oh, we'll cover. Uh, Garden City, they want a pitcher's duel with Tucson. This is kind of the headliner of the, of the night. Uh, Blake Garrett and Jordan Harris battled on the mound. They combined for 15 Ks together. Tucson tied it on a Kirkland Trahan 
single in the top of the eighth, but the wind answered with a Terry Daniels RBI single in the bottom of the eighth. They would win it 2-1, to one, a Pecos League 2-1 to one game. I was just talking about a Pioneer League 2-1 game. How about a Pecos League 2-1 game? Yikes. Uh, Roswell and Alpine, they split a doubleheader 6-3 to three Cowboys, 7-5 to five Invaders. That's a good series, man. They, that's good every time they play. Alpine takes 2-3 from Roswell. Roswell. Roswell, uh, Roswell as they sit one game behind the final playoff spot, which is occupied by that Garden City win team. Trindale won a wild one, 18-15 over Santa Fe. There's the Pecos League. Dakota Rod, Ben Kowalski, and Garrett Brown finally settled things down on the mound for Trindad in the win. Shout out to them. Austin drops their 17th straight. Woof. Uh, they lose 19-8 to Blackwell. Woof again. What are we doing? Losing by an average score of 20-6. to Woof one more. That's happening. Once again, cut the Pecos League down. Pecos League, listen, eyes, again, eyes, cut the league down. You got teams that are delivering two-to-one games. You got some teams battling for what was that? What was that doubleheader? 6-3-7-5? Good baseball. I've seen those games. Good baseball. Cut a few teams, increase the talent pool by shrinking it. It concentrates it. Come on, man. I know you you can't be making money off these teams unless you're making money from the players, which, hmm, hmm, different conversation. Austin dropped 17 in a row. Yikes. San Rafael. They went 9-5 over Lancaster. We're talking about it again. You got AJ Chacon for the Soundbreakers in a loss, throwing 141 pitches in a complete game. Wouldn't he be doing that if you increased and consolidated it in the talent pool with less teams? More pitching. More bullpen help. Right? Are we listening? Please. Someone. Tell me. Every night in the Pegasus League, there's a game where you're like, too many pitches. What are you doing? Anyway, again, another conversation. Backing up. Martinez, they came back to a uh, from five to two down. They beat Marysville eight to five. Another solid outing from Evan Nakagawa. It uh, just wasn't enough for the Drakes. He's got an ERA sub four now, though. There you go, Evan Nakagawa. Give him a look. Monterey cruises past Vallejo nine to two. Tristan Cavazos, he comes out. Uh, he comes five outs away from a no hitter. Again, the talent is there. Five outs away from a no hitter. He goes eight innings. Shuddy, ten Ks, three walks, one hit. Love that. Tristan Cavazos. Look at him. Dublin, last game, similar to Austin. Dropped their ninth in a row, 24-5 to Bakersfield. They're now 3-27. Austin's got one win. Outscored 76 on average. Don't make me have this conversation with you again. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be a whole episode. I know it. Fixing the Pecos League. I'm still going to cover it, though, because I want to get the guys out of there in a good way. I'm Ryan. This is kind of a mess at the end. That's okay. It's kind of the vibe. Y'all have a good one. May not have a lot, but I love what I got. A four by four and a good fishing spot. I hope this time my card won't decline.